Hi, everybody. It's Richard Zwick here at the Green Peak. And joining us today, we have Chad Bronstein, who is president and chair of Tyson 2.0, among a bunch of other ventures relating to the cannabis and the technology space. Welcome aboard, Chad. Thanks for having me, Richard. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time. So, Chad, um, tell us a little bit about Tyson and, you know, your background. You've worked with a ton of brands like I have in my prior life in digital marketing and technology, but um, how you came to working with Tyson would be interesting to see here. Yeah, so uh, I came to work with Tyson, actually. So um, through Philo, which is mm -hmm. founder and CEO of Philo, um, we, uh, me and my co-founder Aristotle, and we, we went off and ventured in the psychedelic world with Daniel Carcillo. Um, right. And I was sitting in this office uh, earlier on, and, you know, I wanted to talk to Mike Tyson, you know, get him, you know, just like we did in cannabis to get a big voice in psychedelics. Yep. Um, and uh, a guy that worked for Philo, um, Brian Spears, knew Mike. And so I asked him for an introduction. Um, we got in touch with him. He became an advisor um, to Wisana. And, uh -huh. then, um, and then I got to know, you know, his passion for cannabis and everything else. And so uh, we, we formulated and founded Tyson 2.0, which uh, it's obviously been a huge success, but it came from the start of uh, getting to know him through the Philo Wisana uh, lens. He invested in Philo. He also invested in Wisana. Okay. And, you know, I mean, obviously Mike Tyson's background is quite uh, interesting. I know he's been a big advocate for the industry for years, um, you know, probably extremely helpful um, with regards to a lot of the um, effects of boxing over the long term. I know a lot of people who have been involved in different sports have found tremendous benefit from that. And when he's been involved and getting involved, you know, and your uh, positioning of the brands around him, are you looking at that or is it really his celebrity, which is driving so much attention? I mean, he's I not going to serve any murder mysteries for us. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he definitely, uh, he's definitely uh, obviously one of the most well-known human beings in the, in the world, but uh, yep. it doesn't in cannabis, that's one part like that helps. But the reason why we do so well, and I say this on every interview I have is that one Mike's very authentic. So right. you know, he, he, he considers himself, the ganja god of cannabis right and he he he's he smokes a lot of weed and he knows a lot about the product right right so so that's a huge part of it if you're going into a store and you're going to smoke mike's marijuana the toad or our, or eat our mike bites whatever product you're going to go you're going to know you're getting a premium product right you know right. that it's uh and you know that it's um and you know that uh it's a good experience right and so mike travels quite a bit and he's very involved with our brand so you see a lot of celebrity brands in the space and celebrities think, yeah, maybe like you said, I have a big name, I can license my name and it's going to do well. That's not how it works in cannabis. In cannabis, no, it you doesn't. Actually, no. And so, you know, because you said you're an advertising background, but because of uh, Philo, I pretty much work with every multi-state operator and work with the majority of the brands in space. So I've seen what works and what doesn't work. So when I started Tyson 2.0 with Mike, the, the key to our success was going to be having full distribution. And right. so we, we chose a partnership with Columbia Care to really allow us to do that, um, which a lot of the um, other brands that have started, you know, I start, they start in California, they don't get enough momentum and it's really hard to get into other states. And so being able to do the 16 state partnership allowed us to grow. And so there's a lot of factors of why we're successful, but I would say Mike being super involved and 
working like we all work the same amount, not trying to act like he's better than any of us. He he's a, he really has a, he's a team player. And so I think yep. that's what made it a lot, made it very successful. Yeah. And I'm, you know, there's an amazing uh, well of opportunity to be drawn from in using and taking, you know, leveraging the name, but also his goodwill um, and desire to participate in the market. Going to come back on something uh, just that we touched on briefly earlier, which is the ad tech and combining ad tech and cannabis challenges. Of course, you know, companies have a hard time figuring out how to advertise online. And, you know, you can't go to Google and necessarily buy an ad, but you can use retargeting and programmatic. How are you approaching it? Because you've got a large group of brands you're trying to build out. So Philo does that, right? Yep. So Philo powers it. So Philo is, you know, started Philo three years ago. And that's how I really built three and a half years ago. That's how I built my name and cannabis with my team. Um, right. But we're a lot of big, you know, we're a data company and advertising company, compliance um, mm-hmm. and a retail loyalty software. But from a programmatic perspective, you know, we're running millions and millions and millions of dollars through Philo programmatically. We set the we set the tone and came in. We were the first prior to starting Fuel. I was the chief revenue officer of Moby, and a lot of my team were coming from Publicis or Catalina or big companies. Uh-huh. We came in and we made a you know a big uh, footprint to say, hey, we're gonna allow we're gonna figure out a way to allow cannabis brands to actually advertise like a CPG can advertise or a, right. a QSR. And so we are the we are the uh, dominant programmatic solution in the space. And so we work with. Verano is one of our, you know, we announced a conversation, announced Verano partnership with Rick Flair today, but Verano is one of our big partners that we run advertising for Columbia Care, Cresco, a lot of the players. And so um, uh, we do the same thing for for Tyson 2.0. And then we just hired Jackie, who's our CMO. And Jackie was Philo's client. She ran Anheuser-Busch for Michelob Ultra. And so now she's our chief marketing officer. So, um, we built a really good, uh, not just on the programmatic side, but in our content strategy. You probably, if you if you see Mike, we're everywhere, right? So yep. we have really good content across hot boxing and strain reviews and um, how we promote, right? And so that's- And your uh, content is so, a good content strategy and content marketing program is so critical for anybody in the industry because that is an area nobody can stop you. You do it right and it's going to spread and it's going to be repurposed and you're going to really have great reach. Yeah, I also think, you know, I'll give a shout out to KCSA since they're on the call, but, you know, I work with KCSA and a lot of the Mike Filo and Usana and we work with them on Tyson, but they're also a machine and constantly helping us produce content. Um, so uh, so I think that, you know, it's a, we just have a good team across the board that um, has allowed us to grow as fast as we have because we're only six months old. Which is, which is amazing how far you've gone in the last six months. And I know, you know, Mike Tyson was working on a variety of branding initiatives back before the pandemic. Um, are those ones you've rolled into the house of brands you're building out today? Is that, are you, who are you which ones are you referencing? Tyson so, Ranch? Yeah. No, we don't, we don't have any, we don't have no affiliation with Tyson Ranch. Um, okay. Period. I don't want, I can't go into any much more detail. That's okay. that, that wasn't my, that wasn't a thing that I did, but I think, you know, what, what I started with Tyson 2.0 was I worked with a lot of, um, existing investors from that group and convert them into my group. And uh, um, yeah, so uh, that is not rolled into our current umbrella. So tell me a little bit about the, you know, the brands that you're trying to build out because you're trying to build a house of brands as you, as it's been referred to. It's not just one item. It's a whole broad spectrum of them. 
what, how big and how far are you going to try and build the reach? And are you going to work state by state or are you going to plan it out nationally? We are, so, so Rick, so Mike Tyson, Tyson 2.0 is in 24 states. Right, so as right. of today, we're in 24 states and we are, we but are each making, product as you bring them out, are you bring them out simultaneously in every state? Not all, or to, you, not all together. Right. It's just, as you, you know, by, uh, you know, approvals and everything else, it's, uh, it's products. Uh, we're out with flour. We're now Mike bites and our edible products getting out there pretty uh, significantly. We have multiple SKUs out there, but more and more SKUs are coming. Um, uh, so our, our brands are going to be, you know, our SKUs and will come out, there'll be more coming out throughout the rest of the year. And right. then with the, and then with the Ric Flair announcement today, we're in 13 States. So well, tell me uh, a bit about the Ric Flair announcement. Yeah. So kind of the same, you saw this, you know, when we launched Tyson 2.0, a lot of the reason why we were successful was because, you know, we, we chose to partner with um, Jesse Shannon and Columbia Care, right? And that that was a big reason why we were successful because we had the cultivation. And so we did a very similar thing with Verano where we partnered with Verano as our um, exclusive cultivator for Ric Flair. And so now in all the states, they'll be our cultivation partner. And oh, so excellent. Our, so, that, so that's, so we, you know, back to your question about the brands, Ric Flair, uh, I met him randomly and I just, right. I, he's a marketing genius. And I was like, you know, I think we could build a really good brand in cannabis. He has the Ric Flair drip song, 2 billion views. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, so, and he's nostalgic, uh, uh, you know, a young person or a hundred year, uh, someone that's in their nineties <laughs> will know who Ric Flair is. Right. So right. I think that's back to why these brands are successful is Mike Tyson has memory. Anyone has a memory of seeing a Mike Tyson fight that's alive today. Right. And that's, yep. uh, and Ric Flair has that same level of uh, um, nostalgia, nostalgic value. And, right. and these, and, and Rick and Mike both will travel and be in front of their consumers and talking to them. And so we, uh, I called up Mike and I said, Hey, I'd like to launch the Ric Flair brand under our umbrella. And he's like, I love it. And so we, uh, we, um, we acquired the Ric Flair uh, drip and uh, that's now part of our umbrella of brands. All right. Well, Chad, we do have to take a short break, but we'll be back in a moment on The Green Peak with Chad Bronstein from Tyson 2.0. The Green Peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. And we're back with Chad Bronstein. Sorry. And we're back with Chad Bronstein from Tyson 2.0. And Chad, as you're building out Philo and looking at building out the whole house of brands, and you've been, you know, adding some really high-profile brand names. You've also raised a fair bit of capital, uh, especially for business that's only, you know, is so young relative to everything else. Tell us a bit about the capital raise and how you're going to deploy it. Um, for Tyson, uh, yeah. So we raised a total of around. We were, in this round, we raised nine million. In the first round, we raised seven million. Right. And uh, we're deploying it, you know, in the sense of you know, growing our brands and uh, probably acquiring more brands as we see fit for the um, umbrella and then hiring, right? I mean, we just hired Jackie and Nicole. Nicole Cosby um, worked with me at Philo and Richard, we were talking about, but I met Nicole at Publicis um, when I was at Amobi and she was one of the first people I brought on to Philo for the legal side of it. She ran all of um, uh, the center for Publicis and then she just recently came on from Philo to Tyson 2.0 to be our chief legal and licensing officer. And she has a you know, deep background there. And then Jackie yeah. is our CMO. Um, so it's really like we've done at Philo. It's really hiring quality talent that we can um, continue to develop this to, you know, a 
a very large brand house, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah, and that brand house is going to be, you know, is obviously going to be very well positioned in the marketplace because it's it's tough in the cannabis place at every level to gain a foothold. Not that companies aren't incredibly successful, they are, and revenues can be amazing, but being recognized by your name, there's very few um, who are in production who are well recognized by their brand name. But the final brand that the consumer sees, that's a different story. And that has a different type of value that gets developed. And as you're building out that portfolio, how are you how are you assigning the values or planning out where the value is going to be derived going forward? For, that, for our brands? Yeah. I mean... I assess that I talk to the market, right? Before I do anything, like before I launched Tyson 2.0 as a brand, I, I called up the market and, and wanted to get feedback on what they thought of it, right? So um, I'm, I assess, there's a lot of ways we will assess it. One is like um, the scale, like uh-huh. will, will it sell in market? Two is the person. Like if we're gonna, obviously what we're launching right now is um, either a celebrity or it could be a celebrity um, or it could be something from like uh you know, just this big brand. And it's more so for us, um, will that brand or that person be, in, how involved would they be? Because we right. don't know, we have no desire to work with anybody. I don't care what their names, who they are. It's like, if they're not willing to be active with us, it mm-hmm. won't work. It won't work. And, no, so, won't. And, and so I think people in this industry think that, you know, let's pay a big licensing fee and expect that we're going to have a huge celebrity brand because it's, like, it's a big name. It doesn't work that way. So I feel like for us, that's a huge, that's probably our biggest, uh, you know, what we look at when we're going to work with brands is are, or a person, are they going to be involved? Is this something they're very passionate about? And then will a consumer will resonate with the consumer because cannabis consumers, and as you know, and a frosted flakes consumer are obviously just two different, uh, there's two different expectations there. Very different. And and there's a, there's a level of high, there's higher expectations in the cannabis world. And so um, that's, that's, I would say that's probably the most important um, point that we look for. Well, and it is, I mean, it is key as you're building out a brand in any space, but cannabis has its unique um, attributes, which, you know, the people who are looking for the brand that they want to be associated to in terms of their consumption, there's a, there's a value reason and association with who that brand is, who's behind that brand and who it stands for. You mentioned that, you know, that the celebrity or the personality that you're building the brand around, they have to be involved. Um, but how do you keep them involved? What happens if, you know, for whatever reason, somebody decides they're done, they wander off? How do, how do you plan for that in building out the brand? Because, you know, in different organizations, entities, you have different challenges. Sometimes it has a life of its own. Sometimes you can keep building it out and you don't care. Well, they're partners of ours, right? So like if they don't, if like Mike is an equity partner of the company, he's a right. partner of the company, he's a co-founder of the company. Yep. Rick's a partner of the company. So like, it's, you know, their, their time, just like our time, it has to be, you know, they have to, they, they want an outcome, right? We all do. So it's like, they, they're going to be heavily involved. And if they choose not, if they weren't involved, then it would affect their position. Right. So I think mm-hmm. that back, we were talking about earlier. Well, I think, and I think do, that's, that's a key part that differentiates yeah. the way you're going about branding strategy than others is that you are making the celebrity and equity partner where it isn't a license, which is the way most people go. Well, they're, yeah. They're full partners, right? Like I think, uh, it's, you know, it's a partnership. It's a family. Like, I think, you know, what has made us very successful in KCSA, they've been on a lot of calls with us, but we have a very good relationship, 
you know, Mike, his wife, his uh, brother-in-law, Zim, who I met, how I met, I met Mike and his wife through his brother-in-law, Zim. And, um, and I think for us, we have a very family-oriented relationship. Adam, our CEO, uh, very close with them too. And the same with Rick. I met Rick, we became friends. And now we work with Rick and Kelly, who's his partner. And, um, and we have a very good relationship with them and we make them, they're involved. They come to, Rick came to the Verano planning session for four hours to spend right. with, Sammy, with Sammy Dorf and the uh-huh. team in Verano. So they, they want to know, they want to be involved and they, they want to know what they're selling and what they're, what they're building. You know, Chad, as you're looking at the the branding strategy and the build out around the personalities, and you've done some amazing things with being able to offer the products across 24 states. And as you look at all the other states, but then you look at the global markets, that requires some different attention because of the different regulatory frameworks and opportunities around scaling that are afforded. How do you look at that? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're talking compliance, obviously, and having national coverage with MSOs like, you know, Verano and Columbia Care allow us to get in the U.S. pretty much everywhere that there's a record mm-hmm. medical, anywhere there's a record medical license, our partners have them, right? So we right. can usually get the cultivation. And then in terms of global, we'll be launching uh, a partnership um, that will be live in October with, with Hexo um, out of okay. Canada, which is the largest LP in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um and then we're looking at right now um, partnerships in Thailand, Germany, UK, Australia, um, as well as Mexico. So um, we'll, we'll be we'll be pretty global by the end of the year. Let's, put, let's call it that. Yeah, and you know, I mean, some of the markets that you're touching upon, they're very very restrictive without around the the brand name and the branding of the products that end up in the dispensaries or stores like Canada is very challenging from that perspective. Okay. How are you going to deal with that? Because obviously not a, it's not a celeb because you can't put a celebrity face. In exactly. Tyson 2.0 is a whole co. So it's Tyson 2.0. It's a brand. So it's not, it's not Mike's face. It's not that it's, it's actual company just called Tyson 2.0. Perfect. So you're basically taking one step, uh, one step removed association. So the consumer still understands how it relates, but it's not got the, direct brand. Yeah. Now it's a brand of products. Like Mike's obviously a partner in everything else, but Tyson 2.0 is a brand of products. Right. So um, yeah, that, that's, that's the association. Obviously Mike's a partner, but it's, it's a company. Sure. That makes perfect sense. Chad, we do have to take one more short break, but we're going to be back in a moment again with Chad Bronstein from um, Tyson 2.0 on the green peak. The green peak will climb back into your podcast player after we play some messages from our sponsors. And we're back on the Green Peak with Chad Bronstein from Tyson 2.0. And Chad, you know, you're building out a global brand strategy. And that type of scaling requires an incredible executive team. I know I've had to build one, those in the past with different organizations. It's not easy. Uh, it takes a special set of skills, but it also takes planning in terms of who's coming on board and when and how they're going to fill the roles. And some of it also depends on where you expect the company to be in 6 and 12 months. How are you looking at it and where do you hope Tyson's going to be in 12 months? Yeah. So, I mean, I hired an amazing CEO. That was my client at uh, Philo, um, Adam Wilkes, who was, uh-huh. uh, who's, you know, have a lot of experience in both the fast franchise world, QSR. She was a CEO of Pinkberry and then, oh, yeah. jumped, and then jumped into cannabis and uh, he was at uh, ran Soul Global. And then currently he was a CEO of One Plant, which is a... Right retailer in California. So he 
he's a good friend of mine, brought him on. Again, it's really important when you build an executive team that you have chemistry and we, we have, you know, we're good friends and we have a good working relationship. So he's been a great operator to bring on the team. You know, I mentioned Jackie earlier in the show. She's our CMO. Nicole Cosby is our chief legal officer. Um, we brought on, you know, Aristotle is my co-founder of Philo. He's very in the back end of these things, working with me on a daily basis on the fundraise and everything else. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, we have a good operations team. And so it's, 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 uh, that's the key to building anything. Philo, the reason why Philo is successful. And when you're fundraising, it's about if I give you money, is your team qualified to really grow it and do anything possible to make sure it's a success. And I think yeah, and that's, that, that's a big one in fundraising. I know from, you know, every time I've dealt with it is people, yeah, they have to understand the opportunity, but they want to understand, is this team able to execute? And it's never about one person. It's just like, there's no self-made successes. It takes a team. Exactly. So, um, so I think for us, you know, we have built a really good team. Um, and that was part of when I was starting Tyson 2.0, I was making sure that I was going to find a really good, uh, good CEO and a really good executive team. And we've uh-huh. done that. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And so that's, that's, that's the team. It's going to continue to grow. Um, and, uh, you know, we built a, the board is, you know, like I said, Sammy's on the board. Um, and this other guy, John Shahidi, who, uh, runs the Nelk boys, which is another big personality group, uh, influencers. And then, you know, an investor perspective, I look at the investors as a very important part of our team too. Like Jason uh-huh. Wild, Jason Wild and Jason Claridge, who uh, led Philo's investments in the A and B, are our lead investor in the A for Tyson and K2, which is a Canadian uh, hedge fund. Um, right. Adrian Morante, and then, you know, Ambria Kemp. These these people I work with on a daily basis, and they're very helpful. Like they make a lot of introductions. They help. Um, they help us too. So I always look at investors. If you get smart money as a as an extension of your team, of your executive team. It is. And, you know, so often people bring in investors hoping they're going to help and they're unable to. And that's that's a challenge. So when you do find investors who are actually able to pick up the phone and make a difference, that's, that's a huge advantage to any business. Um, but investors also under, want to understand where the exit is. Where do you hope Tyson's going? Is it going to just continue to build out a brand and uh, build a, a suite that becomes its own entity? Or do you hope for an, a sale or, you know, is a ghost public strategy part of your planning? I mean, we're, we're growing pretty rapidly, but I would say that we'll get acquired. Right. At, at okay. some point. Right. Um, I, I don't know. You know, it's a, it, it, it could be different, right? If safe banking and federal legalization happens, you could have different acquisition partners. It may not just be, a multi-state operator that's going to acquire you or a brand house and maybe someone in the mainstream world that wants to get into cannabis once it becomes better legal. But um, I mean, right now we're just building, um, focus on execution and, uh, and we're having fun. So that's, well, that's, that's, the, that's very important, right? Having fun yeah. at every stage is incredibly important because it's what we spend our time on. And if we're not doing that, the rest of it falls apart. Yep. So that's, that's the goal. Yeah. And you know, when you look at the portfolio of brands, how many do you think you can manage or want to manage without it diluting the overall effect? I would say we probably look at maybe two or three more brands. Right. Um, and do you hope for them all to be in the rec space or mix between medical and rec and wellness? How do you yeah, plan I mean, for the market? I would say, you know, all of the above, right? It depends on the, it depends on what we're going to do on that standpoint, but we have, a few brands that we're looking at right now 
to launch, but you're, you're right. Like we don't want, we want to make sure that we're execute. You said dilution, like that don't dilute it. So like, we're going to, you know, phase it out. We have Mike, we have Rick uh-huh. he is to continue to grow on those. And then maybe I'd say next year, like January Q1 timeframe, we launch another brand, but right now our core focus is just to finish this year really strong and um, get us, you know, full scale and uh, work on the global expansion plan. And, um, and so that's, that's our focus, but yes, we will be, we'll definitely launch brands, but the key is, is the timeline. So you don't dilute yourself and that you have the team in place to make sure you can do it all and give everyone the same attention. Yeah. And based on your market research and feedback, do you see the growth over the next two years continue to be in record? Do you see it in wellness and medical really becoming, you know, it's going to be different in every country. So medical is a different story. Yeah, I would say in the U.S. it's going to be, you know, the biggest growth will come from REC, but we still have medical markets that we do very well in. Um, and then uh, and then also we have we'll have uh, CBD products, too, that will scale pretty quickly as um, so as um, wellness ones. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so and then obviously, you know, we're just starting to get real scale with the mic bites. Right. We had to get all the states. To That's right. It. So um, now that the state now we're getting approvals in certain markets, we'll you know, those sell pretty fast. So. Um, we're pretty, we're pretty, uh, I think it's, you know, we're just, we're in grow, grow, grow mode right now. Which is a wonderful place to be. And so Chad, I'd like to thank you for joining us on the Green Peak. People who want to learn more about Tyson 2.0 and your, you know, your various initiatives, how should they reach you and how should they look it up? Um, just LinkedIn, uh, is always a good place to reach out, you know, look at stuff. And, uh, obviously we have our own, you can go on the website, um, but yeah, that's that's it. And the URL for the website? Um, Tyson 2.0. Perfect. All right. Well, Chad, thanks for joining us today on the Green Peak. I hope we're going to uh, have you on again and see lots more progress over the next year. Awesome. Thank you so much, Richard, for having me. Thank you. And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back again with you next week. I'm Richard Zwicky on the Green Peak. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.